Naye Lupolwana on SAFM. Each and every time I get engaged by people and accosted by people in the streets about this program, I always remind them, remember we have a disclaimer that tells you exactly what we're doing in this program. We're not here to nurture anybody. We're here to challenge the status quo. We're here to challenge things that are predicated on actual facts of our faith. And that's why we have a program called Facts of Faith. Let me introduce you to our guests. In no particular order, we do have His Highness Prince Zolanem Kiva. He's the General Secretary of Contralesa. Your Highness, good evening to you. And thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Your Highness, can you hear me? Gosana Gandiva. Do we have His Highness on the line? All right, let's move on. We do have Advocate Ranjeev Nergini, or is it Nergin, Executive Member of the South African Hindu Mahasabha. Good evening to you, Advocate, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening. Namaste and namaskaram and vanakam to Naya, as well as the fellow panelists and the FAFM listeners. The divine within me recognizes and acknowledges the divine within you. And I'd just like to say on behalf of the South African Hindu Mahasabha, we are very grateful for this opportunity to discuss this matter on facts about faith. Thank you very much. Uh, Advocate, is it Nergin? That's correct. Ah, thank you very much. I thought I may have butchered your name there. Also, we're hoping to be connected to Sheikh Rafiq Hassan, Director of the Islamic Interfaith Research Institute. As soon as we're able to get through to him, he'll join us in the conversation. And most importantly, more importantly, and most importantly, your contributions are most welcome. Please call in and tell us what you think on the issue. Yes, we hear what Contralesa is saying in the story, and they'll unpack it right now through His Highness, and then we will um, uh, would love to hear. We would love to hear from you. The number to dial for those of you who would like to call into the studio. 011-714-2006. 011-714-2006. If you prefer to send us a WhatsApp text on our WhatsApp line, the WhatsApp text line is 614 107. Again, 0614-104-107. Please keep your texts as brief as to the point as possible and less one minute if it's a voice note. Those of you who are on social media, Twitter and Facebook, that's what I'm referring to when I'm saying social media, you can find us on at SFM Radio, at SFM Radio, and the hashtag is hashtag SFM Facts. Of faith. Let's try His Highness again. Um, okay. Alright. Alright. His Highness is joining us now. He'll give us now the opening remarks. We'd like to hear from Contralesa unpacking the issue of um, the capital punishment referendum. Kindly explain what, what influenced this, Your Highness. Uh, thank you for, for this opportunity and a good evening to you as well as the listeners of FAFM. The, the Congress of Traditional Leadership is, is making a clarion call for a consideration of a referendum on the issue of uh, reinstating uh, penalty. And this is informed by the <clears throat> quite a great volume of the matters which have uh, reached their grotesque proportions. In the country just 2022 this year from january to april 
more than 6,000 people have been murdered, assassinated in cold blood in South Africa, just in, in three months. Um, if we were to count back, we have lost hundreds of thousands of South Africans being killed mercilessly, and um, nothing happens. Uh, the people who get caught uh, sometimes are sentenced and uh, are said to, to, to spend 20 years in jail. They end up spending 10 years or less. And uh, we think that people are getting away with murder. And we understand the background of the issue of death penalty in South Africa. We know that for a long period of time, under the apartheid and the colonial state, it was used as a political weapon to persecute and execute those who were fighting for freedom. We know that. We are quite clear that it was just an instrument meant to deal with the Africans in particular and blacks in general. And um, the context in which then we rejected it in the new dispensation was informed by that historical background. But now we have uh, an escalation of criminality, particularly assassinations and murders. We are saying that in this context, many people have written to Contralesa asking for our intervention. And uh, they are actually saying in particular they want the reinstatement of the death penalty. Our view is that let the people uh, make a determination in this matter. It must be put uh, to test. Let's test the views of our people on this matter. We are not debating that this is the deterrent uh, to what is happening in the country. But quite clearly, the fact that it doesn't exist as an instrument, it does not even intimidate people who carry out this criminality of killing our people mercilessly as it is happening and and, and it is obtaining. And people know that basically if they get caught and they are sentenced, they are sent to jail, and jails have become hotels. They know that they are just there on an extended holiday. We believe that if an instrument like this could be considered for reinstatement, it would act uh, wonders in the sense that it will scare people from doing what they are doing with brutality at the moment. And we are saying that let the nation converse. We are putting it on the public discourse for us to have a conversation about this so that then we can put it to test in the form of a referendum. And I think the masses of our people uh, must be given that right to express themselves so that if they want it reinstated, it could be. Uh, and if they don't, then that could be the case. But the fact of the matter is that uh, we are one of the top countries in the world where murder and assassination are happening at a very fast and at a very high rate. So let me let me ask you two questions before I move on to uh, 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 the next guest, Your Highness. So what you're, I'm going to ask you first a logical question and then a, 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 a spiritual question. Let's talk about, first, let's address the logical part. Contralesa is saying we must kill to stop killing. This country is so tired 
of bloodshed that it's going to kill some more to stop killing. Is is that the logic that Contralesa is affording no. the people of the <clears throat> Republic today? No. Um, look, the the people who are killing deliberately through murder and assassination, um, we are saying that uh, the harshest uh, sentences need to be applied. I, I understand. I got that part. You explained it abundantly clear. I just need yeah. you to help me understand no, with the logic. Are you therefore saying... The, the Contralesa have, has no problem with bloodshed. It it just wants the state to be the one that kills. We, we are, killing we are is not a problem. This, you want killing. You are you are happy with killing. We are raising this point actually to mitigate, uh, to stop the murders that are happening in the country. By killing. We believe that they are escalating simply because people know that nothing will happen to them. They are I got away you. With I got murder. you loud and clear. I want us to get to the point. Are you, are you hmm. telling me that killing is a solution to killing? No, when you put it like that, you, you, are, you are putting it in a very wrong way. But uh, that's, that's that's what capital punishment is, Your Highness. It's killing. It's not tickling. It's not kissing. It's killing. There is no other way of putting it. Capital punishment, when you electrocute somebody or give somebody an injection or you hang them or guillotine them or however you're going to kill them, you're killing them. You're doing the let, very same let, thing let, you're saying let, you don't let, like let, them doing. Let the people of the country decide on that matter. That that, that I understand. We, that we, was a We are not clear. protagonist of um, uh, uh, saying that uh, if you kill, you must be killed. That's, that's what you're saying, Your Highness. There is nothing no, else about not capital our, punishment. We are saying that given that what is happening in the country and the fact that people are not. Uh, intimidated by any existence of any instrument that uh, exists wherein they know if they do A, then B will happen. That makes an escalation. So we're saying it must be put to test. It may be an instrument We'll, we'll that get to that part. We'll, we'll get to that part, Johannes. I, I promise you we'll get to the part of the referendum. No, let, I just need I you to help me. I don't simplistic, though, in, in terms of how we contextualize. Yes, actually, unfortunately, Johannes, in the final analysis, capital punishment means absolutely nothing else but killing. So we, we cannot try and, 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 and decorate it in any other way. Yeah, uh, in no, the final, uh, when you say capital people, punishment, people you're killing. People murder our people brutally and mercilessly. They will have to face the consequences of, of guillotine if it needs to be. Sure, I, I hear you, Johannes. But I need yes. you to answer me as, as direct as possible. Are you therefore saying, because we don't like killing, our solution therefore as a country, all 60 million of us, the best solution to killing is killing? No, it's not the best solution. Then why don't we find a best solution? Why do you find this one? <laughs> well, we... we, we <laughs> We, that's why we are putting it into the public discourse to say that let's have a referendum. Why don't you put so the best in process, the public discourse? We must come up with the best. Let's 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 put it to test, and then people must come up with 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 proposals which think that can help us to curb the escalation. But Contralesa doesn't have any. The best from Contralesa is killing. No. What is you, the best? You are what is your? What we are saying. We are asking for a referendum so that. Our people can take a decision as to what should happen. The referendum, Your, Your, Your Highness, when we conduct a referendum, the question will be one, should we kill or not? 
So the referendum is not on what do you think we should do. That's not a referendum. A referendum, referendum asks a very pointed about, question. It's about a consideration of the reinstatement of the death penalty. Yes. As an option that we, we will have as a country. Yes. So that we can be able to deal with murderers that are butchered sharing our people on daily basis. Yes. So let's get rid of this this suggestion that you're offering us now that you want people to come up with alternatives. That's not what you're asking for. You're asking for people to decide whether we have enough people to kill. No. <clears throat> the reason why I am saying that this is going to necessitate a conversation for the nation, uh, we cannot, we, we, we mustn't put it aside. Because it affords us an opportunity for our people because they are frustrated and they are writing to us. And this is not just a mere knee-jerk reaction on our part as Contralesa. Okay. It is informed about a daily crisis of our people. People are subjected to trauma and terrorism okay. of a special type. We are terrorized. With let's, guns, let's, let's move on to guns. the spiritual question that I promised you. Is, is this um, um, how the... African way of life suggests we should solve problems. In before we had the colonialists take over our land and introduce Roman Dutch law, did we have capital punishment? Is this how our forefathers taught us to solve our problems? Because we know in Africa we did, murder didn't come with the colonialist. We had murder within ourselves. How did we solve the problem of murder then, Your Highness? It was a very last resort uh, when someone has done something beyond, um, you know, uh, acceptable uh, uh, guidelines that it would be considered. It was a very, very last option. And I think even in this context, it should be the very, very last option. And um, so it was it was used, but as, as I say, as absolutely... Uh, the very last option when everything else has been tried. Uh, so, so it was there in time immemorial. But in terms of our value system, it is not something that we we, we really uh, promote, or something that we think that it is a best practice, as it were. That's why it is considered a very last option. All right. When everything else is tried. All right. Um, again, we, we keep on circling around the issue of best practice. So I'm, I'm going to ask you when we come back to you, Your Highness, to tell us what best pra- if the capital punishment that you want us to put on a referendum is not best practice. The best practice is restorative justice in the African context in terms of African values. We believe then why we don't are we holding, opt for the best but, then? But in a country like ours, where there's abnormality of, of the magnitude that we see, you cannot seek to employ restorative justice the to best. people who are just uh, conducting, you know, massacre. Uh, in the Western Cape, in KZN, in the Eastern Cape, people are killed mercilessly in great numbers. And therefore, if you think you're going to be trying to talk sense with murderers, no, it's not going to be helping you. Family members are losing they are people we, on we, daily basis. Children we, are being killed. We got that Death loud and clear, Your Highness. Women are being brutalized. 
Your Highness, we got that loud and clear. But what I'm struggling with, and I don't want you to answer it now. I want to bring in Advocate Mm -hmm. Nergen right now. I'm going to ask you to answer it after Advocate Nergen. What I'm struggling with is the logic of saying the best practice is restorative justice, which is not killing. But you're going to employ that in something that you know you're saying is not the best. It, 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 it baffles me, but you, you'll give me a, a clarity on that after Advocate Nargin. Advocate Nargin, from, from uh, the, the Hindu community, uh, what is your response to the call by Contralesa? Now, thank you. I think it's very important for us as South Africans not to forget that we are a constitutional democracy. Every year on the 21st of March, we as South Africans celebrate a public holiday marking Human Rights Day. What do human rights actually mean? Now, I think it's very important for us to go back to how we arrived at our current constitution. Uh, We know that all our democratic movements gathered in Cliptown for the Congress of the People, where people sat and deliberated. Many of our people from the different democratic movements sat together and drafted that Freedom Charter. And in that Freedom Charter, we put in all the human rights that sets out the vision for what we'd like our beautiful South Africa to be when we attain our freedom. Now, these human rights were then incorporated into our Bill of Rights and in Chapter 2 of our Constitution, where it's recorded that the Bill of Rights is the cornerstone of democracy in South Africa. And in Section 11 of the Bill of Rights, it simply records very clearly, no ambiguity, everyone has the right to life. And the emphasis is on everyone has the right to life. Simple sentence with six words. <clears throat> now, our and, and in the build up of the preamble to this interview, uh, you spoke about how this has been interpreted. And this section has been interpreted to prohibit the death penalty. And we've seen that in the cases that have come out in South African law. Now, I think I must state categorically that the South African Hindu Mahasabha supports the right to life and does not support the death penalty as an answer to crime. And we believe in the Hindu concept of... Sorry, sorry, Advocate, our life. just re- repeat sorry. that. Please repeat that. The South African Hindu Mahasabha supports the right to life oh, okay. and does not support the death penalty as an answer to crime. Okay, you can continue, sir. Continue. Now, we believe in, in a Hindu concept of living our life according to Dharmic guidelines and principles, which is righteous conduct. This is coupled with the Hindu law of karma, where every action has its consequences. Good deeds have good consequences, and bad deeds have bad consequences. But I think when we look at our South African context, uh, the high crime rates and the, le- the high level of uh, crimes on persons, uh, one notices that there's a high level of interpersonal crimes, as you mentioned, gender-based violence, uh, murders, rapes, etc. What is shocking, though, is that this is actually committed within family circles, within communities, and nine out of ten times, it's by people who are known to the victims. So it's within that close community or close circle of people who we are supposed to be trusting. And it's our position as a South African Hindu Masaba that we as South Africans need to rekindle 
this morality in our community. This morality which has to start in the home, in the, in the family. Every parent has to take responsibility to educate and bring up their children. Whether it's based on religious principles, uh, we come from a religious sector, uh, we have these religious principles which teach us to do good and be good. But we've got to inculcate this in every child, in every South African. And these human values, if we practice this every day in our lives, we will be able to have a safe and loving environment in South Africa. And, and I think this is where we need to look at what was actually the cause of these crimes. Where did we go wrong as a South African nation? How is it that we've lost our moral compass? Because we have churches, we have mosques, we have temples, we have traditional authorities, traditional leaders. We have leaders who are supposed to be beacons of moral authority. How is it that we have lost our moral compass? And it's time that we all took responsibility for this, every one of us. Every South African needs to stand up and say, enough is enough. We can't wait for government. We need to start doing this in our homes. And every religion gives us a set of values. If we bring up our children, if we bring up our families, if we bring up our communities, respecting these values, we will have a safe environment to live in. And these crimes will come down. That's the answer to solving crimes, not the death penalty. Okay. All right. So, um, kindly clarify karma again. You, you, you gave us a brief run-through of what karma is, but I need you to just explain what karma is. So, the law of karma is simply for every action, there is a consequence. Now, if you had to do something wrong, you will then pay the price for that. And this does not necessarily mean that if there was a murder, then you should be murdered. But you would pay the price for your wrong deed. Yeah. I, I, let, let me just read If it. you did a good deed, you will then be rewarded by some positive action in your life. Yeah. That's wanna, the law of karma. Yeah, I want to read it. Um, I wanna, want to tell me if the Britannica has got it correct. This is the 11th edition, volume 15, um, and I'm reading it from page 679 and up until 680. And it's talking about just karma. Karma meaning deed or action. In addition, it also has philosophical and technical meaning, denoting a person's deeds as determining his future lot. Would this be correct? Your actions will determine your future. Would this be a correct articulation of karma by the Britannica Encyclopedia? I'd like to say it is an interpretation. Okay. Because when, when, we, when we go through the different schools of thought within Hinduism, you have different interpretations, but the essence is, at the end of the day, that your actions will have consequences. Now, you touched actions on... actions will have good consequences. Yeah. And bad actions will have bad consequences. Yes, you touched on it, but now you seem to be backtracking when you're saying when you kill, it does not mean the consequence of your killing is your life being taken from you as well. But from a logical perspective, it follows naturally that if you have done good, good will come your way. If you have done bad, 
bad will come your way. If you have given life, your life will be given to you. If you have taken life, your life will be taken from you. Isn't that karma, advocate? So, Maya? Yes, sir. I, I disagree with your conclusion there because I did state that you would have positive consequences and you would have for good things, for positive things, and you would have negative consequences for negative things. That's what you said. Now, it's not... It's not the simple principle of an eye for an eye. It, and that's what you are alluding to. Well, what, 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 what have, are negative you consequences? Have negative consequences for your negative actions. So even though we may experience, uh, you may have committed a murder, it may not necessarily mean that you would, ex- you would then have your life taken. Does it exclude so, that part? I beg your pardon? Does it exclude your life being taken from you? I can't say that. Yes. So therefore... But it's not as simple as your life will be taken. I understand. I understand. The Britannica does say it has other philosophical implications, but the most basic of those interpretations, which you've also given us, but you don't seem seem not to be comfortable with it, is that if you do good... It's not that I'm not comfortable with that. It's... And, and you have to allow this for discussion. They are, and you've got the Britannica, and it's giving you different interpretations. You can't be tied down to one interpretation. No, no. What you're saying, sir, with, I'm talking, I'm talking about what you have said. Second, yes. You are saying you do good, good will come your way. You do bad, you, bad will come your way. That's what you said, right? That's correct. Yes. So what? Bad will come from to me if I have done bad, and the bad in this case is murder. His Highness is complaining about the rape and killing and the mutilation, all these bad things that are happening, and he's suggesting that karma should come your way, and if you have done bad, the very same bad that you have done must come your way. That's what he's suggesting, putting it on a referendum. What are so, you disagreeing with that? So what, what, what is he raising? He is saying that to solve the high levels of crime in South Africa, we need to introduce the death penalty, and that is what he wants to raise in a referendum. We are saying that in order to reduce the high crime rate, we need to take corrective steps from the day we start teaching our children basic values. We, we got that so part. I need you to, to explain the, the part of karma, no, so, advocate. So, so I think, I think that is very important. The, the reality here is not an eye for an eye and not focusing on the issue of karma, but focusing on the issue of how are we going to solve our problems as South Africans. Our problems regarding the high crime rate here has to be solved. Your Highness, you agree and, with... And what we are saying is that uh, the death penalty... No, the advocate is speaking as though that we are dealing with some kind of uh, normal levels of crime, if there is anything like that. We are dealing here with a high rate of murder. And you need to deal with a specific historic context, which is what I'm talking to like 6,000 people killed in three months in South Africa. And you are saying that we need to start teaching our children. We are in a state of war right now. People are losing family members, you know, in, in, in teams, in tens, in couples of hundreds. 
And all you are saying is that we take people to a classroom in a state of war. And you are saying everybody has a right to life. We agree. Now, are you telling me that if someone is killing 5, 10, 15 people, taking their lives, that person uh, should be spared and allowed and be allowed to continue the killing simply because he also has a right to life. No, 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 Johannes. But, but, Ho- hold but, on, Johannes. But what, over, but what you are overlooking Johannes, he didn't say is that. the fact that he's taking people's Johannes, lives no, no, no. away. No, 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 Johannes. He didn't say that. He didn't say people must be allowed to continue. Let's not misrepresent what he said. Engage with what he said. He didn't say people must be allowed to continue. He said we have other ways no. of resolving the problem. No, 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 no. He never I, said I, we must I allow people to continue. Point, but I'm problematizing that statement. I'm problematizing. No, you're misrepresenting the statement, sir. Attack the statement, not what he didn't say. He didn't say that. Attack what he said, not something else he did not say. Look, Nayo, basically, if you are saying that everyone has a right to life, murderers who are murdering our people on a daily basis, yes, they have the right to life, but not to the extent that they also have the right to take other people's lives. All right, hold the thought. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk now about the issue of the referendum. Stand by. SAFM, let's talk. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. We're chewing on the proposal by Contralesa to put to a referendum the idea of bringing back the death penalty. Putting it to a referendum suggests that we'll let the people of the Republic decide whether it is a good idea to put human life to death because a skilled lawyer was able to convince the judge that this person is indeed responsible and culpable for murder. doesn't matter whether this lawyer or this advocate may have erred in his interpretation of the facts and the law and the judge himself. That doesn't matter. What matters is we have proven it beyond a reasonable doubt and therefore we must kill this person, even if it may be erroneous. Now we need to find out if the people have the capacity to determine whether you must live or die. A referendum is when people decide as a collective whether we want this to be part of our law. That's my curiosity now. Your Highness, do you really believe that the people have the capacity to determine, really should be given the capacity to determine whether you should live or die? Well, I think the citizens of South Africa are the ones that are being brutalized. They are the ones that are being terrorized. Our families are put to this on daily basis. And they are being made to be incapacitated to live stable and peacefully. And therefore, I think they have got full capacity to exercise their right to decide as to how they want to live peacefully, to live stable lives, to live protected lives. And uh, I think it is within their right, and therefore they have got full capacity. I believe so. When I say capacity, I mean, do we as simple human beings, I mean, every time I look at myself in the mirror, I think, Oh, how many foolish decisions I've taken in my life. And now I'm going to be given the right to determine whether somebody else must live or die. I'm wondering, really, intellectually, knowledge-wise, spiritually, emotionally, are we, are we capable, really, 
to decide on human life, whether human life must be preserved or not. I'm worried about this, Your Highness. Do you really think that people, especially people who are not schooled at these things, such as I am, do we really have that capacity, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, and otherwise? Do we have that ability to determine whether somebody must live or die? Well, it is not the way you are putting it. When this gets reinstated, if the people decide so, it is not something that is going to be employed in an irresponsible manner. We are dealing here with metaverse, and I think it will have to be confined. We're not saying that if someone bumps someone and kills them through an accident, and that person must then be hanged. We're talking about the murderers that are terrorizing our society here. And, and I think this instrument will therefore have to be used specifically for that. People take a machine gun, a racist, unleashes a machine gun to people who are sitting peacefully and he kills at a goal more than 30 people what do we do with that person we put that person behind the bus and he he, he has to leave again and come out after after the so-called rehabilitation no we don't think that is right okay we think people must be given a, 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 an opportunity to decide on that okay Advocate? Specifically on that. Advocate, do we have the capacity as a people to determine whether one person must live or die? Naya, I think when it comes to us as South Africans dealing with this issue in a referendum, I think we must not undermine the South African person um, who needs to express himself or herself. So... I think as South Africans, we have the capacity to decide what is right and wrong. But what we also want as a nation to go forward. However, I'm going to reiterate uh, the position that I've put forward. We have a problem with crime. And the question is, is this referendum, well, is the death penalty going to help us stop that crime. And what I'm saying to you is that we have a bigger problem. Somewhere as South Africans, we've lost our moral compass. And as a religious sector, as a traditional sector, we have the responsibility to reintroduce those moral values, those values to our communities, where we are able to live with human dignity and equality. Yes, we have a problem. But we have a system. The parole system should not allow murderers to walk freely after serving a minimum part of their sentence. But there's a process that needs to be followed. His and Highness is suggesting that that system has failed us, Advocate. Uh, that's why I'm explaining this. I'm taking the time to go through this now. And please allow me the time to deal with this. We have the parole system. When we look at it, it has certain elements in it that allows for corrective behavior. There is an element in it that has consultation with the victim's family. How many of us actually participate in these processes? How many of us are there to help this person become a better person? But at the same time, we have people who have been imprisoned for murder, who have applied for parole on numerous occasions and have been turned down, with good reason. Why is it that some murderers or rapists are being allowed 
to get through the system. You, now, Advocate, I, 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 need, I need you to address to his worry. I, I need you to address I, his highness's worry. His worry is with those that get granted parole, they repeat offend and they do some worse stuff. Address that part that these people who are committing these atrocious acts are repeat offenders who have been able to go through and smuggle their way through the parole process. Address that part. I think I think we must look at the, the stats carefully. And I haven't gone to this aspect. How many people are repeat offenders? That's one. But we still are not addressing the fundamental problem. How did that person become an offender to start off with? And I'm saying as the religious sector, we need to deal with that cause. And we can't run away from that. How is it that we as South Africans have lost our moral fiber and, and I'm going to say this, it seems as if we are moving the way the responsibility for building better South Africans. You and I, as parents, need to do that with our children. We need to do that with our communities. As leaders, we have to do this in our communities as well. You have the power to influence violence. Advocate, I, I, I can promise you now, I can promise you now, any and every parent who will come on radio will say, I have tried. Religious institutions will tell you, I have tried. The Republic of South Africa will say, I did put the moral regeneration movement there for you. But still, we have these atrocities mounting right before our eyes in spite of our moral attempts to restore this country. So, so the, 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 the prince is suggesting that without the murderer, there will not be murder. His suggestion now is if we take the murderer out, there won't be any murder. Kindly respond to that. Naya, you're saying we put the systems in place. But how many of us are actually implementing the systems? So when we see our sons or daughters doing the wrong thing, do we protect them or do we hold them accountable? When we see a child in the neighborhood stealing a radio from another car, do we report them? Do we hold them accountable? When we have a drug lord who's sitting next door, do we report them? Or do we become silent members of the community who don't take those right steps and we don't affirm our morality? We have to not make this somebody else's problem. We have to make it our problem. We've got to own it. And we've got to reintroduce those values into our very homes, our very... That's done and dusted, advocate. And That's advocate. done and dusted. There's no, no parent will done, ever tell you they haven't done it. That dealer would be present by now. All right, let's, let's, let's get to the part now. He's saying, in order for us to get rid of murder, we have to get rid of the murderer. Is that not logical in your sense, that without the murderer, there will not be murder? Naya, yes, sir. I'm saying, we have to put the system in place so that a person doesn't become a murderer. But what about those who are already murderers? Address those who are already murderers, advocate. Those who are already murderers who are repeating over and over, address that. What do we do with those who are already murderers? We make sure the system works. We've seen many murderers in the South African context who have not been given parole. How is it that they have not been given parole, but these repeat offenders have been given parole? So we need to fix those little gaps on how some of these people have gone out. So if, 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 if you're saying that, then that gives credence to what is suggesting that we are letting people to continue. No, I'm saying we're not allowing the system to work properly. 
We're not implementing the system. Advocate, the system it's 2022. Yes. We have had this system ever since we not, 1996. Why are we not implementing the system that we have correctly? Why are we allowing people to get through the cracks in the system? Advocate, His Highness is pointing a point that says ever since 1996, we have had a parole system for these repeat offenders. That's why they are able to repeat, and that has not helped us. We're nine, three so decades now, and still things are still... Answering how is it that people are getting through the system? But that doesn't change now, the fact that these the people are doing it here. The system, but what I'm saying is that the system is there. Okay. But we are not implementing it correctly. That's my view. Okay. But from a religious perspective, I'm saying we are still not doing the things we need to do to ensure that every South African citizen has a high moral fiber. Because if we did that, as community leaders, as traditional leaders, we will not be sitting with this problem. Okay. I want to read some text messages um, for you. Sylvester, can I get my bed there? Uh, let's, let's, let's read some text messages for those of you who have sent your text messages to our WhatsApp line. Unfortunately, we're unable to play your voice notes. I can see them. We'll see if we can play them during the open line, perhaps. And um, uh, right now, I'm just going to read the text that I can see right here before me, sent to our WhatsApp line. One text reads, Murder to murder? No one has the right to kill. This Western rights have destroyed South Africa. South African citizens must decide how to treat the murderer. Okay, this person doesn't tell us what his name or her name is. What's your solution then, madam or sir? Another text message reads, Good evening to you and other SFM listeners. I support to bring back death penalty if done purposely than accidentally. Wow. Okay. This one didn't tell us his or her name either. Another text message reads, Matthew 5, 21, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. When there is no fear of God in our houses, churches, etc., there is no solution to the problems that we're facing in our communities. Benjamin Chimcono, French Hook, Bosmo, Western Cape. All right, thank you very much, Benjamin. Appreciate it. Another one says, Evening, Nayi. It's Naye. I'm Tabang from Mukhalaning in Northwest. I personally don't support reinstatement of death penalty. However, I am of the view that our prescribed minimum sentence act be amended because sentences prescribed by the act no longer fit the crime committed. For example, a sentence for murder should be life imprisonment without parole. Thank you, sir. Okay, here's a solution. Here's a solution, life without the possibility of parole. I want to give my guests an opportunity to respond to these. And um, we'll see if we're going to play your voice notes later on. I've got two minutes for each of my guests. I'm going to begin with you, Your Highness. You've heard the text messages here on WhatsApp. Your response. Well, my response is that our people are saying we cannot wait until we are finished before we can think of doing something. The murderers are hard at work. And what they are doing is killing the citizens. And they don't stop. We're not going to be taking people to class whilst we're being killed. As I say, we're in a state of war. What we need to do is to do something right now to deal with the issue of taking out from our society the murderers that are brutalizing our people. And that is why we are saying that this is our contribution to the discussion which we have put now in the national discourse. Here is the situation that is confronting us, where in thousands and hundreds of thousands of our people 
are being killed on a daily basis. In a year, in a space of a year, we lose no less than uh, 20,000 people on murder, not accident, not natural death, murder and assassination. I hear what the advocate is saying. Yes, under normal circumstances, we have to teach our people properly so that we raise them well, but we are dealing with violent crime. And South Africa being an open society, we have invited all sorts of people who come from all over the world. Some of them come here to establish cartels that are that have become killing machines. So look, this country is too much militarized and there's too much automatic rifles in the hands of citizens and in the hands of undocumented people in the country. Some of those are legal, some of those are illegal. All right. What do we do about the armament race that we have right. in the country? Your two minutes is All up, Johannes. I need to bring in the advocate as well to give his parting shots. You've got two minutes, advocate. Go ahead. Thank you, Diane. I think um, it's very important for us to get back to our basic human values. Uh, we as South Africans need to take ownership of our, our country. We need to make sure that we lead by example. Whether you're a leader by being a parent, whether you're a leader by being a religious leader in the churches or the mosques or the temples, whether you are simply a ward candidate or a ward representative, we need to take responsibility. Make our, our families safer. In, ensure that even in our homes, we apply those moral values. It's not just something we go to the temple, the church, or places of worship to learn about. We must implement it in our homes. And I like the suggestion that was made by one of your WhatsApp uh, uh, suggestions about increasing the minimum sentences. Um, it's something that needs to be looked at, especially for murder, because we have a very good legal system which allows people to appeal and set out their principles or their arguments before the court. And maybe life, uh, a life sentence without uh, parole is something to consider. Uh, but I think it's very important, and I must emphasize, that we need to get our moral fiber regenerated in South Africa. And every one of us needs to take responsibility for that. Whether you're a Hindu, Muslim, Christian, or whatever faith, or even if you believe in the African traditional religions, whatever the case may be, we need to behave in a moral manner and ensure that morality continues to guide the way we behave. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Advocate Nanjeev, uh, Ranjeev Nergin, thank you very much. He's the executive member of the South African Hindu Mahazaba. Thank you very much. Also, His Highness Prince Zoranim Kiva, General Secretary of Contralesa. Your Highness, thank you.